lady and gentlemen. This podcast is sponsored by Lumley's Learning Center. Does your child have difficulty reading? Is math a thorn in their side? Lumley's Learning Center can help. Their certified teachers are ready to help your son or daughter conquer their fears of reading, writing, arithmetic, and more. Choose from sessions after school, on weekday evenings, or Saturdays. They guarantee that your child will receive the most effective one-on-one tutoring that money can buy. Feel free to take a tour of their facilities and meet the teacher in your desired area by contacting 920-815-4244. Lumley's Learning Center, helping children like S.E. Van Bogey reach their full potential since 1986. And here we go. Welcome to the Four and the First Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Ewok King, and I am proud to introduce my co-host, as always, Brock Rodney. Brock, how you doing, buddy? Well, hey, listen, we are normally we record this after everything's wrapped up from Monday night's games, but we're recording this in the middle of Monday night's game, there's about seven minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, we're going to kind of get into that in a little bit, but I'm I'm definitely on the ropes right now, so I'm going to be a little distracted. If you hear any shouting, there was probably a big play that happened, but let's rock and roll, baby. Hey, I like it. Uh, uh, this, this should make for some great radio as you are in a heated battle with the one and only Magic Mike, the weasel, which uh, is going to be a huge topic of conversation for the pod tonight. Uh, but listen, we cannot start off uh, a Tuesday pod without our favorite segment, uh, perhaps of all time. And that is GFY. I have only one thing to say. Go fuck yourself. 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 Go Fuck yourself! All right, so listen, uh, because this is a Tuesday episode and we have Thanksgiving on Thursday, we are not going to be uh, doing a Thursday Thanksgiving pod. So therefore, we're actually going to do GFYs. I am going to do all the GFYs myself, and then you are actually going to do some AYRs. So I will go ahead and get started with my GFYs. And um, Could you – it's Thanksgiving, buddy. Could you maybe give the listeners just – just say the word once for GFYs. Negative. Not happening. <laughs> but uh, listen, my my first GFY uh, definitely has to go out to the, the man that I uh, put all my uh, trust in this past weekend. And that was Tua Tags. So Tua Tags... Um, if you don't remember, I started off the season by sort of calling him trash. A few weeks later, I uh, turned into the biggest Tua fan on earth, thought, uh, hey, I really found myself something here. He goes ahead and he gets benched in his matchup uh, this past week against the Denver Broncos and leaves me without a quarterback. Now, luckily, there is a trade in the works 
to sort of save my season. But the fact that I had put all my eggs in, in the Tua basket and then he turns around and gets himself benched, I got to give a big GFY to Tua Tags. And then next up, my next GFY is going to have to go to uh, Mahomes your home. So, you know, anytime we're getting down to these final few weeks of the season, games matter more, you know, now more than ever. And uh, we need TDs and beer to lose some games, right? And Mahomes your home has the perfect opportunity to, to do that. And what does he do? He goes and starts a running back on by. Now, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he just simply didn't want to unload anybody off of his roster. But I can't quite tell when I look at his roster because there's there's a lot that he could get rid of. And uh, the fact that he didn't start a running back in a huge monumental game between him and TDs and Beer, this was the matchup of the week, I believe, right? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, and he doesn't start a running back. I got to give a big GFY to Midget Pig. Absolutely. And then my final GFY uh, goes out to the one and only uh, Horny Jeff. So Horny Jeff, uh, as it stands right now, is currently down about eight fantasy points as the uh, LA Rams have 11 points on defense. His Tampa Bay Buccaneers have one point on defense. Listen, we need Angus to lose this game. Angus is a dangerous player. We do not need him getting into the playoffs. And Horny Jeff, once again, starting the wrong receiver. I tried telling him, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb. That's all I said. And he wouldn't listen. And so for that, uh, he and Jacoby Meyer, I have to give a big GFY to. All right. I love it. Um, For everybody's second most favorite segment, we, we, I am now going to do your AYRs. You don't call retarded people retards. It's bad taste. You call your friends retards when they're acting retarded. So for my first AYR, I have the whole SIFL, minus myself, of course. Um, <laughs> look, Drew Brees got injured last week. We know he's old and he's soft. We've covered that already. Everybody said and thought that Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback for the Saints. But now I'm a little retarded. I'm not fully, but I'm a little retarded. And so I thought, you know what? Let's throw a little fab out there, like $4, and see if we can get Taysom Hill. I was, probably wasn't going to start him, but on the off chance, who knows? So I, I was shocked, A, that the league, nobody in the league spent more than $4 to try to get this guy. And I was obviously very excited when I found out he was starting at quarterback and was keeping his tight end eligibility on the SPN website for the week. So that's a very weasel move. We'll get into that in the matchup reviews. But for the rest of the league, not just taking a shot and even throwing $5 a fab at Taysom Hill, I got to ask, SIFL league members, are you retarded? My second AYR of the week is going to go out to our favorite millennial, and that's Mormon Joel. Now, we have covered his struggles in simple third-grade mathematics on this podcast already, and that really came back to bite him this week when all he's doing is playing spoiler at this point. He's got nothing to play for. Nothing's going right in his life, but he was literally – 
He lost to Skinny Chad by five points, so he was one defense away from winning that game. So, to Mormon Joel, for not saving even a dollar of fab to pick up a defense on the Giants bye week, I got to ask, are you retarded? And my last day, YR, this is extra fun because Midget Pig, we're going to double dip on this guy today. Um, And he's also going to get a little shade in the ad read that was recorded previously. (laughs) Um, Midget Pig got a GFY this week. I'm giving him an AYR this week for the exact same reason that he got the GFY. Now, this is a guy who could have made – he could have – I don't know if he could have clinched, but he could have definitely more solidified himself in the playoffs. And he did not start a running back. He left Tevin Tevin Coleman in on a bye. And this is just a guy I don't think is even an active fantasy manager. And I want him out of the league because I don't want guys who aren't active (laughs) in this league. And so for being able to put yourself in some space between you and Angus for the division and not doing that, I got to ask Midget Pig. Are you retarded? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> I love it. Hey, those are some great AYRs. I love that we're jam-packing it into this awesome Tuesday episode. Uh, really hope the listeners enjoy. But listen, with AYRs being complete, we got to jump right into the weekend recap. And like we said, we are recording this on Monday night. It's about 20 after 9 o'clock. Um, probably, you know, not putting our best foot forward here tonight as we're a little bit distracted, a little bit tired. But we're going to pound through it with a, a weekend recap. And we know there's some caveats to that because there are some games that are still playing out. And, uh, you know, we could see the tide turn in these games. But if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and start the weekend recap with my own matchup and that is stash mouth football versus the cat killers. So coming into this matchup, uh, I was very nervous as always, um, going up against a lineup that included Matt Ryan, uh, Nick Chubb, Travis Kelsey, Devonte Adams. The thing that's, that's so odd is, you know, I was talking to uh, Alex, the cat killer actually earlier this morning and he had mentioned, you know, his team is not as bad as the the record shows and it is interesting when you look at his lineup when you rattle off names like matt ryan nick chubb travis kelsey Devonte adams that's a good lineup i don't understand how in the heck he's two and eight but then you turn around and you look at the score that he put up matt ryan negative 1.36 fantasy points he only gets himself to about 52 points there's no reason i should have ever won this game uh i will say this was a good matchup for me in terms of the points that were being scored and I'm very lucky that uh, Tua Tags, um, you know, decided to get benched on a week where I could afford it. That's that's all I really have to say. I can't believe I won this game. But, hey, that trade, Edwards Alaire for Devontae Adams, uh, kind of poetic when you look at the fact that uh, Edwards Alaire did outscore Devontae this week. I, I got to ask you, Walk, do you like eggs? <laughs> yes, I love it. Because you seem like an egg guy. And I went back and checked the tape <laughs> from our last episode on Thursday last week. And I quote, <laughs> you said, man, if Devontae Adams has a big game, I'm going to have some major egg on my face. And I would say having over 100 yards and a touchdown, 
he had a big game. So that get, that's just why I'm asking if you like eggs. You also no. <laughs> were quoted as saying last week that Matt Ryan in a dome is a smash start. And I want you to put your hand up because negative one fantasy points is not a smash start. You are missing the the key thing of what I said last week, and that is that Clyde Edwards-Alaire once killed a guy. And (laughs) (laughs) that is really all you need to know. The guy put up 16.62 fantasy points. He has now killed Alex the Cat Killers. That makes it two people dead on his watch. Uh, Don't come trying to steal Clyde Edwards-Alaire's PlayStation. That's all I have to say. And that's, you know, Alex has been buried for many weeks now, but this is now his ninth loss. Cats have nine lives. We've said that before. So he's officially dead. So I I would say the Clydesdale actually did kill someone this week. Um, That's a good take. Yeah, again, when when you beat the cat killers, that tells you nothing about your team. It's... Not a good win. It shouldn't make you feel good. Yeah, you get you're eating a W for the week, but that doesn't tell me anything about your team, Ewok. I am shocked as hell that you're at nine wins through eleven weeks in the SAFL. But um, I will say, great trade earlier today that went through with you, Military John. You picking up Josh Allen and trading Chase Claypool. I do think Military John could have got a little more for Josh Allen. But uh, you definitely need a quarterback, so you just helped yourself out huge. And military really needed a wide receiver. And Chase Claypool is, again, a boomer bust guy, but um, probably better than all but one of his starting wide receivers. So I think that was a fair trade and a good trade by both of you. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it was a, a trade that worked out well for the both of us, uh, obviously with Joe Burrow also um, having that gruesome injury. Our, hey, our hearts go out to Joel Burrow and his family. We hope he has a speedy recovery. Our hearts also go out to oh. Joel Beagle and uh, his family. Um, we buried him last week, so our hearts go out, and we hope he has a speedy recovery. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, so next up, we have your matchup. And do we want to touch on it, or do we want to maybe give it some more time during the podcast to see – Oh, this score uh, well, let's out. touch on it. We can come back right now. Uh, Tampa Bay has the ball at their own 25, five minutes left in the third. So um, I will start with this one. So I was drinking a little bit Thursday night, and I got the great idea against <laughs> Seattle secondary, which really is a great idea to start DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. So the Christian Kirk's a little bit of a reach, but he scored two touchdowns last time they played Seattle, so it seemed like a good idea. They both sucked. They had 50 yards and 51 yards, so I got to combine six points from two of my wide receivers. Uh, Ewok King, you can attest to this, but I was in full suicide watch Thursday night. Very true. So the other thing we already covered was the Taysom Hill debacle, and I don't feel bad for this. It was a weasel move, but – you know, everybody had the same opportunity to pick this guy up. I just happened to be the smartest guy in the league and got him. So I was able to start two quarterbacks. And when Taysom ended up giving me 17 fantasy points, it put me right back in the running for this game. Going into Sunday night again, 
Had a few beers. Derek Carr, big game. Oh, hold on. Brady's going deep. Missed him. Dang it. Sorry. Okay, so Derek Carr, huge game Sunday night. I was having a blast. I love primetime games. I love Derek Carr. He got me 21 fantasy points. So I got like a 25 or 23-point lead on the weasel going into Monday night. I'm feeling good, and this is – I'm worried now. This is a real weasel move. And Cooper Cups over – he's got 126 yards. Chris Godwin's done nothing, and he's got his kicker, Ryan Suckup, who's got five points. So as it stands now, I have only got a nine-point lead on Magic Mike with about a quarter and a half to go. I want to call this and give myself a win, but I am nervous over here. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Listen, this, yeah, this matchup, it all comes down to the fact that you pulled off the biggest weasel move of all time against the weasel. And you were quoted last week saying, to beat the weasel, you got to think like a weasel. And uh, I I have not heard from Magic Mike himself in terms of this move of yours. Uh, I don't know if he respects it, if he's a little bit disappointed in himself for not uh, finding this before you did. But the bottom line is this. This could be the play of the year if it gets you into the playoffs. Uh, I think it's an amazing move by you. And, you, you know, I was a little bit nervous when you had first sort of brought this up. But the fact that ESPN came out and addressed it so publicly, I think, um, really validated this move that, hey, it's a one-time thing. Those that took advantage of it, kudos to you and uh, best of luck. The only thing I'll say is there's a lot of time left in this game for, for Monday night. And, I mean, wouldn't it be the most weasel move of all time to somehow beat you with some sort of backdoor weasel move, uh, you know, late in the game? I don't know. It just feels like that that could be shaken out here. Um, but the other thing I'll say is, hey, egg on my face. I said Lamar Jackson was going to have uh, plus point a huge game. Is what you said. Thirty plus points. Okay. Well, I'm I'm really glad you're finally paying attention to the things that I say. Uh, he did not have thirty plus fantasy points. Lamar Jackson is not very good at football this year, and I don't know what it is. If if they uh, if they're just not game planning the same way that they did last year. It seems like they're really quick to uh, abandon the run this year. But uh, listen, I won't dive too far into that. I, I made a bad call. You made a great call with Derek Carr and Taysom Hill, and uh, you might you might just win. Those were gut calls, and that's why they were great. And I will say, Lamar Jackson, this is like Magic Mike going out and buying a brand-new car. I mean, this was his baby. And – you get a brand new car and you like to drive it to your friend's house and kind of show it off. Maybe, you know, Magic Mike isn't a isn't a guy who likes to gloat, so maybe he just parks it in the road so when his friends look out the front window, they see his nice new car. Um, but Lamar Jackson is like Magic Mike buying a new car, and then you look out the window to see it, and you're like, oh, it's a, it's a Hyundai. Big deal. And it kind of stinks. It's not that cool. Um, and I think he's probably going to be really disappointed if he's not already by the end of the year. And he probably won't go back to that well next year. Agreed. Absolutely. There's no way he goes back to uh, Lamar Jackson next year. So moving on, next up we have the Sandusky Ticklers uh, facing off against breaking ankles. We talked about this. Uh, Sandusky was looking to play spoiler, had the perfect opportunity 
and uh, came up short. And like we like we talked about, I I can't say this without laughing every week, but he came up one New York Giants defense <laughs> short of winning the game. And my I, I just feel for the guy. Um, but listen, he does give breaking ankles a, a win and uh, kind of keeps them possibly in playoff contention. I know it's a long shot, but breaking ankles now two and zero since his big trade that I I talked a lot of smack on. So. Maybe he knows something that I don't. Uh, <laughs> this is just hilarious. I mean, we already talked about <laughs> it, but for a guy to not have a defense, and I thought Sandusky was going to lose by like 20 to 30 points, but for him to actually be competitive this week and to miss out only because of his defense is hilarious. A couple other <laughs> notes is Justin Tucker had 10 points, which is a great game, but the only other guy in our league to ever sign a kicker to a contract was Pat the Bunny. And this guy was infamously terrible <laughs> in the SIFL. And now we have Joel the Mormon, who has Justin Tucker locked up for three years. So I'm a little worried about that signing. Uh, we talked about his Juju signing. Juju got him one fantasy point this week. So let's all, you know, clap for that. And breaking ankles, I don't. This guy's not great this year, but big game from Adam Thielen, twenty points. Um, running backs, Miles Sanders hasn't really panned out this year, um, but I don't hate Miles Sanders now that he's healthy. I think he's going to be a lot better for breaking ankles. He's still technically in the playoff run. The guy I love most in this running back committee here is Josh Jacobs, though. So I just found out, and anybody watching the game Sunday night found out, Josh Jacobs is my kind of guy. So when he got signed as a rookie with the then Oakland Raiders, he chose to defer his rookie signing bonus because he did not want to pay the high taxes that the liberal Democrats have in California knowing that this year he was going to be in Las Vegas where there is no income tax. So true story. He deferred his rookie signing bonus, got it this year when he's now in Las Vegas, paid no income tax on it. So big win for Josh Jacobs, probably a Trump supporter. And therefore this podcast is a supporter of Josh Jacobs. Uh, A few things I'll point out there. Number one, uh, you just made Mormon Phil's head explode. Talking about that amount of uh, money and finances and just sort of the wherewithal to defer money, uh, you know, for later on to to reap those rewards. So kudos to you. And then also kudos to Skinny Chad. Um, It's difficult when you have two good receivers on the same team to decide which one to start. He made a perfect move this week by uh, starting Thielen over Justin Jefferson. Technically could have started Jefferson as well, but I, I totally understand hard to start two receivers on the same team, but he, he went ahead and he picked right this week. And uh, that was pretty much the deciding factor. That's what uh, gave him the victory. So uh, nice work by skinny Chad. All right. So moving on, we have uh, wham, bam. Thank you, cam versus I miss Saquon. Now this one is also still going on. We have two defenses going up against each other. The Rams uh, currently at 12 points and the Buccaneers at one point, meaning that uh, Horny Jeff is down by uh, about eight fantasy points. That could change considerably, right? Because uh, all we need to see really is for Tampa's offense to get going, 
get past that 300 yard mark. And all of a sudden, you know, the Rams uh, score goes from 12 to two, 40 Jeff might be back in the lead, but uh, listen, this one really comes down to uh, my call that uh, wham, bam should start Tom Brady over Kyler Murray again. So Ooh, far, that's Brady not just great. Tom Brady only has uh, <laughs> this is great radio. I love it. Um, Brady, you know, only has about six fantasy points at this point in the game and Kyler with 18. So hey, wham, bam might've solved that little riddle in terms of which quarterback to start. And I think that might be what gives him the victory. The other thing I said it in my GFY segment, uh, I told horny Jeff start CD lamb. I said he would have two touchdowns. And if you watch the game, there was a, a touchdown pass that basically went off of CD lamb's hands uh, a little bit better thrown ball. And he does have the two touchdowns, but nonetheless, Morning, Jeff. If he starts CD over Jacoby Meyer, he wins this game. I was going into Monday night, and I thought Horny Jeff had this one wrapped up. I figured the two defenses were going to kind of balance each other out. But again, Brady tonight is struggling to get this going. And like you said, Wham Bam has a, a twelve to one difference here in their defenses. So I'm a little worried for Horny Jeff right here. Um, other than that, though, this was. Kind of what you expected, minus Kyler Murray. I This guy should have had a monstrous game against Seattle. And if I was doing GFYs this week, Kyler Murray would have got a huge one because this guy, he got sacked. And as I'm saying this, I'm watching a replay of Brady getting sacked. And Brady's twice his age, and he gets right up and back in the game. Kyler Murray got sacked Thursday night, and he got up and, oh, his shoulder hurts. He needs a little heat. He can't throw the ball deep. It's <laughs> pathetic. So um, kind of like Wham Bam, pathetic. When, when, this guy has Kyler Murray and Tyree Kill on his team. <laughs> there is no way he should not have a playoff spot clinched right now. But he doesn't. Um, so there's not much else to say this. I mean, Horty Jeff is notoriously bad at roster management. Again, you've said it a million times, didn't start C.D. Lamb, should have started C.D. Lamb. I also don't like that he got Adrian Peterson. Um, yeah, DeAndre Swift is injured, but what a joke. One point. Um, Horty Jeff is kind of a joke <laughs> this year. He'll say it's because of injuries, but I don't know. He, he kind of let that championship get to his head, and I'm not a big fan of him anymore. So I – I do kind of feel bad saying all this, and I, I would like, if you don't mind, Ewok, we could jump in quick and uh, say something nice about Jeff. I don't know who you are. My name is Jeff. Wait, who are you? My name is Jeff. So my something nice about Jeff is he drives a Ford. Ooh, uh, my, uh, my nice thing about Jeff is he works the week Ooh, of Thanksgiving. Something the weasel can't say. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> it's hard taking, you know, 17 weeks of PTO throughout the year and then somehow still, uh, you know, maybe uh, selling some back. <laughs> moving on. All right. All right, moving on. Uh, next up, we have Run CMC versus S.E. Van Bogey, a.k.a. Boy Band. And this one was a close matchup. This is the story of Run CMC's season. She puts up 80-plus fantasy points and uh, just you know pulls the wrong straw when it comes to the schedule. Uh, S.E. Van Bogey puts up 92 points. 
We thought this was going to be the Herbert regression. You even jumped on that train with me. Uh, he did not disappoint. He put up uh, three touchdowns again, over 350 yards passing. I don't know if Justin Herbert is ever going to slow down. I mean, he might be 20 plus fantasy points every single week. Guaranteed. You know, I was watching the game and I think we were right in the Justin Herbert call where we were wrong is we were judging. We were making that gut call on that picture. And I saw Herbert on the field with his helmet on and you could still tell he's young, but he actually looks like a man on the field. So I think maybe both the defense and his receivers respect him a little more with the helmet on. Now, if you put Herbert out there without a helmet, they're going to laugh him off the field. They'll be laughing so hard he'll fall over <laughs> and sack himself. So, I don't know. I I think you're right. I think we made a semi-bad call. We should have looked at him with the helmet on. But, yeah, again, I've said this before. Van Bogey is uh, – he's clinched a playoff spot, and – He's going to be dangerous because Herbert's got some great matchups coming up in our playoffs. So you touched on run CMC. Again, I'll say this again. It feels good to talk good about teams that are not good. Deshaun Watson finally had a good game. He hasn't had many of those this year. So it was looking good for her early. Jonathan Taylor is trash. Uh, He was supposed to be good. I don't blame her for drafting him, but – Wisconsin running backs have always been trash. They've always been super hyped coming out of college and into the NFL, and they've all been trash. You look at a guy like Jonathan Taylor, look at a guy like Monte Ball, look at a guy like Ron Dane, or Melvin Gordon's been trash this year. I'm just saying, these guys are great in college and they're trash in the NFL. So my hand's up. I will never draft another Wisconsin running back in fantasy football. Um, Moving on, Latavius Murray – that's a trash start. I, I think she's throwing shade at me because I've been a rough on her this year. Um, but don't start a backup running back. Kamara's a guy in uh, New Orleans. Other than that, uh, Van Bogey had a huge lead after Sunday night, and I thought he pretty much had it wrapped up. And when Woods caught that early touchdown, uh, tonight we're recording this Monday night, Van Bogey sent me a text message. I – Somebody keep an eye on him. He might be on suicide watch. This game is within nine points. This would be amazing if Run CMC pulled this off. I don't think she's going to get there, but uh, this is exciting. This is what we like. We love games coming down to Monday night prime time in the SIFL. Listen, all I will say is from one gut guy to another, you need to give Ron Dane a little bit more love. That was one of the best guts in <laughs> NFL history. So please. Uh, but yeah, listen, run CMC technically still has a chance as this game continues to uh, play out. But if things stay as they are, this would set up a uh, heck of a matchup for week. What would it be now? Week 12. So then finally we have our matchup of the week, which we talked about uh, already a little bit. And that is TDs and beer versus Mahomes your home. This one was a total dud this should have been flexed out of the matchup of the week like i had originally said and we should have had Mm. your matchup against magic mike in here because this one wasn't close uh wasn't really ever close and we already touched on the the start of tevin coleman at running back um you know mahomes your home making it a little bit more respectable 
with uh, Mike Evans playing tonight and, and getting him, you know, almost eight fantasy points so far. But look, this one was in the bag from the get-go. Uh, TDs and beer gets a solid start from Rogers. Kareem Hunt does a little bit and AG Brown has a, a decent game. And then finally, the big thing was Cleveland's defense putting up 17 plus fantasy points against Philly. I don't think we necessarily saw that coming, but TDs and beer once again, getting a key victory in a key moment and uh, looking much more like a playoff team than he was. Yeah, I year. totally agree. A uh, couple things here. First of all, while you were talking, I pulled up Ron Dane's NFL stats. Um, Seven seasons he played in the NFL, and he averaged 3.8 yards per carry. Not great. Um, Nobody really remembers this guy. So the other thing I will say is Thursday's episode, we tested having a, a new producer, a trainee, and I thought the episode turned out pretty damn good. Didn't you, Ewok? I did. So I absolutely did. Go ahead. He almost cut. He almost cut too much out. I mean, we wanted it to sound a little bit raw, and he made it almost, you know, too polished. Well, you do. I, you're talking on your phone right now. It sounds like you're talking from the moon, so it, it doesn't sound too polished. No worries there. Um, and you're not even going to laugh at that. Well, okay, there's a little <laughs> giggle. I like it. Sorry. Listen, I was I was checking the score. So, anyways, I I think we can report. <laughs> Military John has stepped up to the plate. After Thursday's episode, we decided to hire him on as our full-time producer. Um, Alex the Cat Killers can't even manage getting out of bed and putting a pair of pants on before he starts his work day. So <laughs> that's not saying much, um, but I thought he did a great job. Thank you, military. Good luck with the interview episode. That was a mess. Um, we'll see how that turns out. But, yeah, I – Mahomes could never cut it as a producer for a podcast because this guy can't even manage to get one fucking player in his lineup that's not on by. So, um, yeah, I again, I hate guys who aren't active in the league as managers. You don't even – I mean, Angus is not that active, but he manages to put a starting lineup together every week. Mormon Joel and the Midget Pig do not. They keep guys or defenses on by in their starting lineups. I have no respect. Unfortunately, it looks like Angus, well, he might actually pull out the win here. I would love for these two to get tied up in the division. And we got the Battle of the Meats coming up, week 13. That would be great. Mahomes probably will have three guys on by that week. Who knows? Um, But, yeah, I was worried about TDs and beer. He was in full panic mode last week and – released and picked up about half his team on waivers in one week. And it actually, it paid off for him. Uh, He looks good. I don't really know if he changed much in his starting roster. I don't think he did other than Cleveland's defense. I just squeaked a little there. You hear that? It's like puberty happening. Yeah. That's bad radio. But yeah, so I've called TDs and beer (laughs) fraud. Um, And I, I still kind of liken him to your team, Ewok King. I, I just I don't see it there on paper, but the both of you managed to keep winning. So we'll see how this turns out in the playoffs for the two of you. But yeah, this was Mahomes didn't even deserve to be in this game, and luckily for him, he wasn't in this game. I I can't argue with any of that. So that does wrap up our weekend recap, and that means it's uh, everybody's 
favorite time, which is where I forget to go over the uh, new standings. So why don't you take us through? That was good because I actually forgot we were going to go over the standings. But good thing I wrote them out. So (laughs) I made some assumptions here, obviously, because we're not through Monday night, but we'll see how this shapes out. So I am assuming that I win this week. Again, I am nervous. And I had it written down, and I figured this out with tiebreakers, that Horny Jeff was going to win this week. Uh, he's probably in bed already, so he might not win. But this is running with those assumptions. If those things happen, we have the one seed, you, Ewok King. Um, you have nine wins now after this week. You can finish no worse than the three seed going into the playoffs. Two seed, boy band. Um, again, he's clinched the playoff spot. He's only secured a top five seed, though, because I'm keeping some heat on him, assuming I win for that division, so he hasn't wrapped it up yet. Three seed would be Military John. He is officially with a win this week, clinched a playoff spot, Um, hasn't wrapped up his division, so the worst he can do is six seed going into the playoffs. The other division winner, I don't want to talk about this guy anymore, but it's Midget Pig. This guy does not deserve to win a division. He doesn't deserve to win a game. He didn't deserve to be in this league. Um, I would prefer to have him drop out and have Pat the Bunny come in next year, but we'll see. But Midget Pig has a one-game lead on Angus. He's a four seed. The two wild cards with tiebreakers, again, making assumptions, are myself, Brock Rodney, with the five seed, and the six seed, as it stands, would be the Weasel Magic Mike. Now, Horny Jeff is a seventh seed. He's in a three-way tie. Again, a horny guy in a three-way. Who would have thought? But he's in a three-way tie with myself and Magic Mike now. Uh, So we'll see how that shakes out. We have two weeks left. I do play Horny Jeff week 13. That's going to be fun. The eighth seed is Angus. Again, he might win. This might be wrong, but we're not doing a Thursday episode because of Thanksgiving. So... Nine seed, Skinny Chad, who cares? Ten seed, Mormon Joel, again, who cares? Eleven seed, TaylorMade Golf Company, and 12 seed, Alex the Cat Killers. Listen, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. All I will say is this is going to be an exciting final two weeks of the SIFL regular season. I mean, from both a winner's bracket and loser's bracket standpoint, I don't remember a year where there was this much riding on these final two weeks. I could be completely wrong. Maybe it shapes out this way every year, but it just seems like every matchup going into next week is. And I I think what adds to it is a rabbit carrot race now. And I I always am watching the 9, 10, 11, and 12 seeds because those are the guys that are two of those four are most likely going to be in the race. So that makes it more exciting for me, too. And I. I think it's probably between Joel, the TaylorMade Golf Company, and Alex. I just I don't see Skinny Chad losing enough in the toilet bowl bracket to to get there. Right, totally agree. Uh, listen, one one last thing I did want to touch on. What do you think of these Rams? They're just kind of boring. Stuff? They're white and they got the weird number stitching, and I don't know. Yeah, so I had a buddy. I I told him I was going to steal this joke because he said that the Rams jerseys tonight remind him of. One of those white undershirts that you've kept for about seven years too long, but you just, you won't get rid of it. And you just know like, Hey, I can throw it on. And if I got a collared shirt, I really just need this little section, you know, um, right below my neck. That's the only part that I really need to be showing. 
But if you would ever take the dress shirt off, you just, it's just like a, a gray, yellow, you know, yellowish tint that is just basically, you know, been collecting <laughs> your dead skin cells for the last eight years. So I thought that was pretty funny. And it does. It holds true. I mean, it's just that off. When I, when I look at Angus, that's kind of how I would compare him and his fantasy team. Kind of off white, kind of dingy and, and grayish, and just it's it's better left under another article of clothing, and, and that would be Angus Morgan and his team. That's no, no. <laughs> Look, that's all I got for this week, Rock. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Listen, we want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. Please be safe out there. Eat plenty of uh, turkey stuffing and gravy. Uh, no matter what anybody says, stuffing is the best side dish for Thanksgiving. Uh, hands down, don't even argue it. But again, we wish you uh, a great Thanksgiving. We hope you watch plenty of football and you uh, Happy start Thanksgiving, full guys. on your fantasy team. Wonder if I could. It makes me wonder if I never had to. I better knock on wood. Because I'm sure it isn't good.